God desires to encounter you with his love. It actually is what makes us different than other religions. We as Christians believe in a God who desires encounter with his people. Muslims, Buddhists, Hindus, other major religions of the world don't believe in this kind of personal God who desires a relationship with his children. In our gospel today, we see God encountering one of his children. A man who is deaf, he's unable to hear, and dumb, he's unable to speak. And God encounters this individual and changes his life. But he walks him through a process, and there are steps that this man has to take to receive the encounter of love. You see, what makes us unique is that our God desires to encounter us, but yet we still have to open our hearts and receive and the encounter of love God desires to offer. So what happens in our gospel today? There's this man who's deaf and dumb. His friends bring him to Jesus. And Jesus, Jesus first takes him apart from the crowd. There's a huge crowd of people who've gathered around. Jesus removes this man from the crowd. He takes him apart from the crowd. And then he takes his fingers... And he puts them into the ears of the deaf man so the deaf man can hear. He then takes his finger, spits on it, and puts his finger on the tongue of the man with a speech impediment that he can speak. Each of these three things are three ways in which God wants us to receive the encounter of his love and respond to it in our own lives. We first need to separate ourselves from the world. We must separate ourselves from doing what other people want us to do, doing what other people think, doing what other people desire. We then must allow ourselves to hear the truth of the gospel, receive it into our hearts. And then we must boldly proclaim the truth that we have received as Jesus allows us to speak. At the same time, there are three ways in which we are attacked, we are tempted, to not allow this to happen. First, the world tempts us to not take ourselves apart, to not go aside. It tempts us to do what everyone else is doing, to just become vanilla, to give in to the crowd, to just fit in. Our flesh tempts us not to receive the truth because if we know the truth, we have to possibly change our lives and our flesh doesn't like that. It just prefers pleasure. So it wants to remain deaf in many ways. And the devil tempts us with fear to prevent us from speaking the truth. Because he does not want us to go forth in truth. So he fills us with fear of living out and proclaiming our lives as Christians. And so brothers and sisters, we are called in imitation of Jesus Christ to go forth like this deaf man, and respond to an invitation to overcome temptation and an encounter of love with Jesus Christ. All right, let's talk about it more specifically. So, this man gets removed from the crowd, right? Gets removed from the world. Why? Well, because he has to find his identity in who he is as a son of God. 
He must find his identity in Jesus Christ. If his identity is found in the world, is found in what other people think, then he's going to lose track. Every time we place our identity in what other people want, what other people think, every time we place our identity in other people's opinions, every time we place our identity in anything other than Jesus Christ, we lose track of the way in which God is leading us. Because we go astray when our identity is found in other people's opinion. It only leads to distress and turmoil. I'm so inspired by Bishop Olmsted in many ways. But when we first came down here, as we were preparing to move from Pennsylvania to Arizona, we began studying and learning anything we could about Bishop Olmsted. And we watched this YouTube video in which Bishop Olmsted, he just uh, excommunicated a nun. So there was a Catholic hospital in the Diocese of Phoenix that performed an abortion. The president of the hospital was a nun, and she basically said this was okay in this circumstance. Bishop Olmsted's res- response was to remove the Catholic title from that hospital and then to declare that this woman had excommunicated herself by promoting abortion. Well, there was a lot of negative press that came towards him. A lot of uh, articles were written, a lot of people who were responding very negatively towards his decision to uphold the teachings of the Catholic faith. And so there was a press conference about the whole issue. And one of the reporters asked, Bishop Ohm said, how are you dealing with all this negative press? How are you dealing with all of this turmoil? All these people speaking bad about you and what you've done. He said, well, I wake up every morning and I go to my chapel and I sit before Jesus for an hour because I find my identity in him. And I don't really care what people speak about me or say about me because my identity is in Jesus Christ and I simply do what he asks me to do. Brothers and sisters, when we can be that secure in our relationship with the Lord, it changes everything. Because we stop living as orphans. We can unfortunately get into an orphan mentality in which we feel abandoned, we feel uncared for, even by God. And as we live out of this orphan mentality and mindset, we live out of a lie. And we live out of a lack. But our God has called us to live out of a security that comes from Him, an identity that's found in Him. And so let us allow ourselves to be separated from the world and take time in silence every day to be with God and to receive our identity, to be reassured of our identity in Him as His sons and as His daughters. After Jesus separates this man away from the crowd, again, He takes His fingers and He puts it in the, man, puts it in the man's ears so that He can be healed of His deafness. But once again, the temptation is of our flesh is to stay deaf. There's a famous line from the movie The Matrix where the guy says, Ignorance is bliss. He desires ignorance. He doesn't want to know the truth. He wants to just live in his pleasures. Oftentimes, we don't like to hear the truth. I don't know if you've ever had this experience where someone spoke the truth to you. Or you asked them... You know, hey, how did I do? And they said, well, you didn't do very well. Or you say, hey, here's my great idea. Here's what I think we should do. 
And they say, I don't think that's a good idea. Oftentimes, our flesh rebels against that. I was listening to a sermon by a, uh, a Baptist preacher the other day, and he was saying that he'd given a, he was a young uh, pastor, he'd given a, a sermon, and he came back home, and he thought he did really well. And his wife was there, and he went to his wife when they were back home, and he said he was fishing for compliments. He turns to his wife, and he says, So, honey, what did you think about the sermon today? And she goes, Well, I wish you would have made one point instead of twelve. And he's like, wow, okay. A little bit too blunt, you know, a little bit too honest. He didn't really want to hear the truth. But sisters, the teachings of the Catholic Church are hard. They're not easy about what the church teaches about not having sex outside of marriage. About how divorce and remarriage aren't what God wants. About how the practice of homosexuality isn't what God wants. About how drugs and alcohol aren't what God wants. The, the teachings of the Catholic Church are not easy, but I will tell you this, because the Scripture declares, the truth will set you free. The truth will set you free. Instead of living in this veneer, living in this lie, you get to live in the truth. And the truth is where freedom is found. And when you find true freedom, you can live out of the identity you have as a son and a daughter of God. And so we must... Take the time to study the truths of the Catholic Church. And not just what the church teaches, but why. Because oftentimes people, one, are just ignorant. And two, if they do know the truth, they disagree with it because they don't know why the church teaches what it teaches. And so we have to let Jesus put his fingers in our ears and cure us of the deafness. Which prevents us from hearing the truth, receiving the truth, and living out of the truth. We don't want to be deaf Christians. We want to hear the truth when it's spoken to our hearts. And we want to receive it into our hearts. So that we can be transformed and we can live a different life. And finally Jesus takes and he spits on his fingers and he puts his fingers right on the tongue of this man. And the man who was dumb begins to speak clearly. God desires us to take the truth that we've received, living in that identity of being sons and daughters, filled up with the truth of the teachings of the faith in our hearts and going forth and proclaiming that truth, speaking that truth to other people. Again, unfortunately, there's the temptation to fear. There's the temptation that says you're just a worthless sinner and you can't do it. There's the temptation that says, well, everybody's going to reject you. The temptation that says, you know, it's not worth it. But we must be strong and stand firm and proclaim the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ and not be dumb anymore, dumb being unable to speak. But instead, being those who speak the gospel, who speak the truth, who live out the truth in what we say and in what we do. And brothers and sisters, now more than ever, this is an important calling for us because the church is in crisis. More and more we're seeing a divided church. Our bishops are divided. We need men and women who will stand up and live out of their identity as sons and daughters. Who will not be dumb or deaf anymore, but will allow the truth of God to be spoken into their hearts. They will receive it and they will live out of this truth and speak it and proclaim it with their lives. And as we do that, we will bring light into the darkness of this world. We will stand firm and confident in Jesus Christ and those who are in need of confidence because they're struggling those who are in need of healing because they're hurting 
will look to us and will receive the gospel, receive the truth, will receive the Holy Spirit because He is so overflowing from our lives because of the truth we've received from our God who loves us. It's our challenge, it's our call today, brothers and sisters, to allow Jesus to encounter us with His love. It's all about an encounter with His love, an encounter with our Savior, an encounter with our God. We must open our hearts to that encounter by removing ourselves from the temptations of this world. Entering into the silence. Allowing God to speak to our hearts. To study the truth, receive the truth of the scriptures, of the word of God into our lives. To not be deaf anymore, but to hear what God's speaking to us. And say yes and respond to that call. And go forth and speak it in truth. And speak it out and proclaim it in our lives. So that others can see how the gospel of Jesus Christ affects our lives. Because we have something different than everyone else. Christianity is different. It changes us. We have something that Hindus and Muslims and Buddhists and anyone else, they don't have. Because they don't know a God who is love. They don't know a God who desires to encounter His children in that love. We must receive that encounter. We must embrace that encounter. We must show forth the truth of that love. Be witnesses in this world. To bring light in the darkness of our lives. Light in the darkness of our families. Light in the darkness of our society. Light in the darkness of our church. And that will bring transformation. That will bring healing. Today, once again, as we celebrate Jesus, the divine physician, let us allow him to bring healing into our hearts, into our lives, into our community, as he touches our hearts and uses us to be healing to other people.